What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the best puckin' podcast in hockey history. I'm Sean. Wait, before we start, I'd like to say one thing. Uh, on behalf of myself and Noah, I'm sorry we uh, haven't uploaded an episode, but we're uploading this one today, which is Thursday, and we're going to upload another one, which would have been this Friday on Saturday. So stay tuned and uh, take it from here, sir. So, welcome to our second episode of the Best Fucking Podcast. Uh, we will be sharing our predictions and draft rankings of the 2020 entry, but uh, that will be for Sean. For me, I will be doing free agents and where I think they will go instead of the uh, 2020 entry draft. I will be doing the uh, pr- uh, predictions for the top 10 players. But I will not be doing the entry drafts. So take it from here, Sean. All right. Well, uh, but before we do that, I thought it's probably going to be cool if we do this new segment called the Top 10 Playoff Monsters. We'll be ranking the top 10 players of this current playoff. Well, past playoff since Tampa did win the cup. But uh, it'll be ranked by goals, assists, points, hits, defensive ability, poise, two-way ability, goaltending, and clutchness. Uh, do you want to say yours first, Noah? Sure. So, uh, I guess I'll just start with number 10. My no- So, I know my list is going to be controversial. Every list is. But it's just how it is. So, my number 10 is starts off with Junas Corpusalo from the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's not a great goalie. He's not uh, a bad goalie either. But I think he deserves to be on the number 10 list. Uh, the first team of the playoffs that Columbus faced was Tampa Bay Lightning. And if anyone was watching, Tampa Bay and Columbus Blue Jackets did one game where it went to 5 OC. It was a record-breaking game where Junus Corpusalo actually uh, got a record for most saves. It was actually a very great game, and I feel bad if you missed that game. Um, number nine, Jamie Benn from the Dallas Stars. So, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. I've been watching the playoffs, or I was watching the playoffs. And one thing I can say is that Jamie Benn, along with a few other players, carried the Dallas team. Only a few players, though, because... Dallas is definitely carried by, like, two or three players. Um, And one of those players is at number eight, Tyler Sagan from the Dallas Stars. And, again, like I just said, I was, I've been watching, like, all the games. And Tyler Sagan has been doing bits for the Dallas team. And when I say bits, I, may, I mean, like, a lot for the Dallas team. And without him, Dallas would be nothing. Uh, so, number seven, Miko Rantanen from the Colorado Avalanche. And there's not really much to say about Rantanen. He's just good overall. And gets the puck in the back of the net. He is also sixth overall in this year's playoffs for points. Uh, so, number, number six, Semyon Varlamov. From the New York Islanders, he is fantastic goalie. I think his team let him down, or he would still be going strong into the finals. Um, so yeah, Barlamov, I think he's very great. Uh, if he was on a different team, 
uh, say, I don't know, any team with like good offense or or just good defense, he would be way better, looking way better because he is a great goalie. I'm just, it's just very sad that he didn't make it any further. Um, so number five, Andre Pollard from the New York Islander, or sorry, from the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I think uh, Pollard is very underrated, actually. He gets tons of shots in the net, makes and receives tons of great passes. He's also great defensively, offensively, and like he kills a ton of penalties. Um, his stats this year were amazing. Uh, some of his best stats ever. Um, so that's it about Andre Pilat. And number four, Miro Heiskinen from the Dallas Stars. He is a magnificent player defensively. He's also fourth overall in these playoffs for points. And that's pretty much why I have him at number four. Um, and he can be a brick wall when he wants to. But if he doesn't need to be, if he just wants to play defensively, then he, he'll play defensively. Um, number three, Victor Hedman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Victor Hedman is by far without a doubt the this playoff's best defenseman. So I know this is probably controversial, but the, I'm going to tell you some reasons why he is like the best defenseman in this playoffs. Uh, so he knows exactly what he's doing when he steps on the ice, and he is professional about it. He also likes to stay away from most fights unless it's uh, something that the other team has done to really piss him off. Um, he also broke uh, a record for this year's playoffs. Uh, he got number two overall uh, for most goals uh, in the playoffs for a defenseman with 10 goals. The record is 11. So that is another reason. But, uh, yeah, Victor Hedman. And at number two, Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Kucherov is definitely comparable to Stamkos if he was playing, obviously. But uh, hard-hitting, gets in deep for shots, waits for tips from his teammates. Uh, but, yeah, it's sad that Stamkos isn't playing either. Uh, number one, Braden Point from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Braden Point is very fast. Like last game, or a few games ago, this uh, from when he went end to end, going 36 kilometers an hour, and scored a goal. That was like a great clip. Uh, he knows when to shoot, where to shoot. It like uh at that clip, when when uh when you saw that clip. He knew when when to shoot there. If he didn't want to shoot, he wouldn't have. Uh, but anyways, he knows where to shoot, when to shoot. He doesn't just shoot at the goaltender randomly either. He, it, uh, even if there is no no chance, point deserves to be number one. So, and then there is my honorable mentions. Obviously, Steven Stamkos has to be on here. Um, he would definitely be on the list if he was able to play. Uh, he came back for one period, like less than that, basically, thinking he was fine, and, and he still scored. 
in the few minutes that he had to play. And then there's actually Matthew Barzell. So now I didn't know I didn't. Uh, sorry, I did. I I know I didn't add Barzell to this list, but he is a great offensive player and did great for New York Islanders. Uh, yeah, he's just a great overall player. He's just like uh, Mika Rantanen. Not much to say about him. Just great overall. Um, so over to you, Sean. All right. Well, um, starting mine off, I have at number ten. Shea Theodore, he absolutely tore it up in the playoffs, making a name for himself and even showed all the Anaheim fans that they should have kept him in the expansion draft back in 2017 because Shea Theodore was one of the best defensemen in this postseason since Vegas was eliminated. He dropped on this. Oh, sorry. Since Vegas was eliminated, he dropped on the list dramatically because if they did eventually play in the cup final, he'd probably be near number three. Number nine, I have Miko Rantanen. He's the second best player in Colorado. He had 15 games played and had 21 points. He has lit up in the postseason. Only problem why he dropped so far, and yes, you're going to see a trend here. It's because their team was eliminated. Number eight, Nathan McKinnon. He's the best player on Colorado. 15 games, 25 points. He absolutely tore it up, and even though they didn't make it past second round, he's got to be here. He's literally one of the best players in this postseason. He only dropped so far since, you know, he lost in the second round and didn't play enough. Number seven, Thatcher Demko. Although he didn't play in the final, he has the best playoff goals against average with 0.64 and came out of nowhere, and that's why I have him down here. He just surprised everyone and did amazing, but not good enough to beat Vegas, though. It was a close, but without Demko, Vancouver could have been swept. Number six, Denis Gurionov. He's the best rookie in the postseason, 17 points in 25 games, and is just a great upcoming winger for the Dallas Stars, who's currently making a name for himself. Well... This, um, you gotta remember, this was uh, before the Stanley Cup final, but number five, Nikita Kucherov. Personally, I dislike him. He's overrated. If he's so generational, why doesn't he get at least three to four points per game? And he's a whiny player who fakes penalties. In this series against Dallas, he pretended to be hurt as he flicked up Dallas's stick and it hit him in the face. So what? Kucherov does is he just pinches his little scrape so blood shows and there you go so there's the so-called best player of the playoffs he's being unsportsmanlike but he's number five since he has 32 points in 23 games <sighs> number four Victor Hedman he just broke a playoff record for having the most postseason goals for a defenseman well tied for second sorry it was 10 in Game 3 of the final, he tied for second. He's just a great offensive defenseman, probably one of the best defensemen of the uh, postseason. Number 3, I have Joe Pavelski. As said in our last podcast, Joe Pavelski is just playing amazing, getting amazing goals, putting up great numbers. Also, he's playing like he's in his prime, and he's like 30-something. Number 2, I have Miro Heiskanen. Simply, without... An Without in detail, oh sorry, 
without a doubt, here's a quick little summary. He's just been by far the best defenseman in this playoff. He's an absolute beast on offense and a stud on defense. So there you go. Miro Heiskanen, number two. Number one, I have Braden Point. He's just playing amazing. He's getting great goals. Always pucks in deep. And he's just a great offensive force. Also, he's super fast. And unlike um, Noah, who had, I think, two or three honorable mentions, I have a couple here. But I have Steven Stamkos. If he wasn't injured this whole postseason, he would probably be a number four to six on this list. But since he's injured, no room for him there. Quinn Hughes, he's an amazing rookie defenseman. He didn't play in the Stanley Cup final, though, but he's here since he has put in amazing points this postseason, and that's why he deserves to be mentioned. Next is Kale McCarr. He's another player on this list who didn't play in the final, but he's on this list because he was the best defenseman on Colorado. Oh, did I mention he's a rookie? He's the third best rookie this postseason behind second Quinn Hughes and first Denis Gurionov. Next, I have Jamie Benn. He did amazing things in the playoffs. He was just a beast in the final, and probably the best captain of the playoffs. Then, uh, this is my second last one, Tyler Sagan. He's an amazing leader and a great sniper, and just did super well, and that's why he has to be mentioned. And finally, Corey Perry. Yes, I said it. He held his own and proved the haters wrong, yeah? And he put in work, absolutely tore up as well. He hits hard, he shoots, he's accurate. Did I mention he's an amazingly defensive-minded player? Also, he's a great two-way forward. And yeah, that's my top 10 beasts of the playoffs, with like six honorable mentions. Alright, so I think uh, now I will be doing my free agents and where I think they will go. Um, All right. I guess I will start with number one and work my way down to number 10. Because uh, it's not like the top 10 players of these playoffs. Uh, so I guess I'll start off with number one, Taylor Hall. Uh, so the Coyotes can't sign him back. So he has to go somewhere else. And I'm thinking uh, Colorado, since Rantanen and Landeskog have an injured lot. He would be great for the team. Uh, so, number two, I have Tori Krug. I'm thinking Krug will either stay with the Bruins or go to Red Wings because Krug doesn't want to leave Boston, but he also spent most of his quarantine with his family in Detroit. So, now I have number three, Mike Hoffman. Ever since Mike Hoffman had a falling out in Ottawa and got traded to the Panthers, the Oilers behind the scenes have wanted him for their top, top six help ever since. Well, now they have the chance, and I think uh, that's, what, uh, that's where he's going. Uh, number four, Jacob Markstrom. I think Markstrom will stay with Vancouver. He's such a great connection with them. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere else. He, I just think he has too much of a bond with the people at Vancouver. So I don't think, I, I think it's just his home. Uh, number five, Robin Leonard. I think Robin Leonard will most likely stay on the Golden Knights. If they get rid of Leonard, it better be someone for someone very good. 
Uh, but also, at the same time, they do have Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, but but Leonard has been playing a lot more than Flurry lately. So, yeah. TJ Brody is at number six. I think TJ Brody is too good of a defense to get rid of, and the Flames definitely need him. He is great for the team. Yeah, so the, the Flames don't really have many people like TJ Brody. And uh, if they get rid of him, then... Uh, I don't really know what they would do. Uh, number seven, Braden Holtby. So Holtby is not being re-signed to the Capitals. I know it is very sad. But hear me out. Braden Holtby and Connor McDavid. One of Holtby's possible clubs right now are the Edmonton Oilers. And also, since he is a Canadian um, from the West, it would be like the best thing for him. Uh, at number eight, Kevin Shattenkirk, a great defenseman for the team. Tampa will most likely resign him. Also, he is not asking for much. I think he's asking for like around four to six million. Uh, that's like a lot less than other key players on a team. So at number nine, Corey Crawford. The Blackhawks will need to re-sign Crawford. If they don't, they will basically have no one for a goalie. Um, the goal, the backups on um, on the Blackhawks are pretty crap. Not gonna lie. Uh, but it is what it is. If they get rid of Corey Crawford, then I I don't know what the Blackhawks are thinking. Um, and then my last one at number ten, Anton Kudobin. I think Kudobin really proved himself with Bishop being out in the playoffs. Uh, Dallas will probably resign, and if not, I'm thinking the Senators might take the opportunity to get him. Uh, the Senators don't really have that great of a goalie, and Kudobin, with a little more work, would be magnificent. Uh, so, yeah, that was my free agents and I and where I think they will go. Back to you, Sean. Okay, well, I gotta agree. Uh, those are some pretty good picks, and I'm gonna do the 2020 NHL mock entry draft now. So, with the first overall pick, literally everyone probably has this Alexi Lafreniere going to the Rangers. Next, for the second overall pick, I have LA taking Quinton Byfield. He's just, he's gonna tear it up there, probably. Um, then, number three, Ottawa is picking um, Tim Stutzel. Originally, this was uh, San Jose's pick, but Ottawa has it after that Carlson deal. Uh, number four, I have Detroit picking Lucas Raymond. They really have some pretty good uh, defensive prospects, and I think they might need to have some forward prospects, and why not take Lucas Raymond? Now, number five, I have Ottawa taking Jamie Drysdale, the best defenseman out of this uh, 2020 draft. Um, then number six, I have Anaheim taking Cole Perfetti. Like, I don't know. He just looks really good in an Anaheim jersey. And he's a pretty good sniper. Then number seven, I have New Jersey taking Jake Sanderson. Then number eight, I have Buffalo taking Alexander Holtz. Just a great sniper. Also, um, back to Jake Sanderson. He's the second best defenseman in this draft. 
probably the best American defensive prospect, I think, right now. Then, oh, sorry, back to number nine, Minnesota, taking Anton Lundell, a great Finnish player. Gotta say, he's pretty good. Then, number 10, I have Winnipeg taking Marco Rossi. Uh, I don't expect to see Rossi play in the NHL his first year. I'm expecting him probably to develop a little more in the minors or in the OHL, see him get another like amazing season there, get a bunch of goals. Then, uh, number 11, I have Nashville taking Jack Quinn. Another player who played for the Ottawa 67s, I believe, and he's pretty good. Then, with the 12th overall pick, I have Florida Panthers taking Dawson Mercer. Great player in the QMGHL. Um, and this was a tough one because next pick is 13, Carolina via Toronto. Uh, they are picking Seth Jarvis, who I thought I was going to put a little higher up on here, but... Seth Jarvis, he's an underrated prospect, and I think he's going to do pretty well for the league. Then, with the 14th overall pick, I have Braden Schneider going to the Edmonton Oilers. He's just a good player out from the WHL. And uh, recently, for the 15th overall pick, Pittsburgh traded their first to Toronto. So I have Toronto picking Connor Zary, who is a pretty good player. I think he plays for Kamloops Blazers. Not Kamloops Blazers, sorry. Um, yeah, Kamloops Blazers, sorry. And he just did pretty well there, and I thought, pretty, might as well put him on this list. Then, number 16, I have Montreal taking Yaroslav Askarov. I mean, Montreal has Caden Primo, but after Michael McNiven got that slap shot from Shea Weber in the face, he's never going to be the same. And Caden Primo is going to need a little more time to develop. And I think, why not have Caden Primo and Yaroslav Askarov, like, flip-flop between games. So they both get enough games and they develop. And Montreal probably does need a goalie prospect. And that's why I picked him. Number 17, I have Chicago taking Caden Gooley. Um, great player out in the West. Uh, like That's all I really got to say about him. Number 18, I have New Jersey, uh, which is it used to be Arizona's pick. But as you know about the Taylor Hall problem, uh, I'll explain it next episode. But I have New Jersey taking Noel uh, Gunler. Pretty good. Not the best, not the worst. Uh, and with the 19th overall pick, I have Calgary taking Rodion Amirov. He is a great player from out in the... Um, the KHL. Uh, I don't expect him to come over right away because most KHL players don't go to the NHL right away, but there are those exceptions, and maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Then, with the 20th overall pick, I have New Jersey, which used to be Vancouver's pick, taking Dylan Holloway. And then, with the 21st overall pick, I have Columbus taking Hendrix Lapierre who is a great forward out in the QMJHL. Then, with the 22nd pick, I have New York Rangers, which used to be the Carolina pick, taking Jacob Perot. Not much to say about him. He's pretty good. He's not really bad. Then, with the 23rd overall pick, I have Philadelphia taking Maverick Bork. Then, with the 24th, I have Washington taking Jan Misak. 
he kind of fell a bit in the draft. He was a little overhyped, but I think it's still good to put him on Washington. They need some prospects. Then with the 25th overall pick, I have Colorado taking John Jason Paterka. He's pretty good. A good American player, but... Or I think he's American. Pretty sure. But then with the 26th overall pick, I have St. Louis taking Ryan O'Rourke. Good, uh, good defenseman from the CHL. He's pretty good. Then with the 27th overall pick, I have Anaheim from Boston taking Justin Barron. Another good OHL player. Put solid numbers. Then with the 28th overall pick, Vegas is taking Tyson Forrester. He's pretty good. I mean, Vegas probably needs him. He'd probably help out with all their prospects they have, but he'd probably take maybe two years in the OHL, and then he'd uh, be playing in the big leagues. But then with the 29th overall pick, I have the Islanders taking William Wallander, a great Swedish player. Probably not going to come over the first year. If he does, he's probably going to be playing in the AHL. Going to be one of those uh, Liljegren stories again. Then, with the 30th overall pick, I have Dallas taking Shakir Mukahamadoulin. He's a pretty good KHL player. I don't believe he's going to come over to North America. But, if he does, he might have an impact. Then, with the last pick, I have Tampa Bay, 31st overall pick, taking Ronnie Hyvonen. I think I said that right. He's a pretty good Swedish, not Swedish, sorry, Finnish player. And I think he'll have an impact on Tampa when he comes over. But, uh, yeah, that's those are my picks. And, uh, yeah. And All right, so uh, what did you think about the playoffs? Uh, the playoffs. You know, I really expected more from Dallas, not going to lie. I yeah. I don't well, know what happened. Even though I was rooting for Tampa, I honestly expected more from them too. Yeah, and uh, the referees, I found, they sucked uh, through the whole playoffs, like uh, even in the play-in round, but some things never change. But, well, even though they weren't really great towards Dallas, uh, there were some dumb calls towards camps, Tampa that uh, really got them messed up. Exactly. And you just got to think about it. Like, I mean, I get that they don't call a lot of stuff in the playoffs, but just calling delay of games, but you're not calling interference or cross checks or any of that. That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, like, um, I remember this one call in the game uh, where there was, um, I can't really remember the call. Oh, there was a slashing call, actually. Yeah, I remember. Uh, so, there was a slashing call on Braden Point. Yeah. But it was very clearly a cross-check by uh, one of the Dallas people. I can't remember who. Uh, Braden Point was right, right pinned up against the uh, boards. And he, he didn't have possession of the puck or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, Braden Point got called for a cro- for uh, a slash, even though he got cross-check. And uh, it was the most BS call yeah. I've ever seen in my life. The refs, and they were just brutal. But um, I expected Hedman to actually beat the record. I mean, he still came second, which is good, but 
Yeah, I think he, like, slacked off being um, offensive in the uh, last few games against Dallas, because Dallas actually did push Tampa, like, very hard. Yeah, the first game, I I don't think Tampa showed up for that. Also, um, it's too bad Stamkos wasn't there. He When he showed up for that one period, I was screaming. The entire Tampa fan base was so happy like they all thought that Stamkos was finally back he was looking like very sharp too but then he went back onto the bench and he was just done it was so sad but he did stay out with his team so that was um that was very nice but um yeah the playoffs were kind of scuffed I, I did like it that Tampa won. They did deserve the cup, I think. Well, I'm just impressed that uh, Joe Pavelski did so well. I mean, and that Kivaranta kid from Dallas, where'd he come from? And he just got a hat-trick his first game, game-winning goal. Still, I know that's not the Stanley Cup final, but that was still really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, What did you think about the uh, 5 OT game? The five OT Again. game. Mm. Yeah, I they pushed back Carolina's game, and I was so confused. And yeah, I remember that. I was I was like, come on, guys! And you should have seen uh, Carolina's Twitter. They posted this thing about saying, "Oh, sorry, fans, we can't play today since you know Columbus and Tampa hogged the ice." So it was some. It was pretty funny, but I'm still shocked that Corpusalo did that well. I don't think anyone expected him to do that. And he kind of made a name for himself there. Yeah, so um, I think the reason why Corpusalo got so many shots saved is, be- is because he got more shots. Um, and Vasilevsky, he didn't really get as many shots because there was more shots blocked uh, by the defenders. Well, um, is there anything else you want to say, sir? Um, I think I'm good, other than uh, I think this year's playoffs was kind of scuffed because of COVID. But um, I did like seeing that Tampa won the cup. Um, but, yeah. All right. Uh, well, guys, remember, new episodes every Friday. Uh, every week, I'm going to say it. Every week we'll have an episode, weekly tweets, so uh, follow on Twitter, uh, at TBPP with S-N-N, and uh, our Instagram is the underscore best underscore pucking underscore podcast. And thank you for listening, and remember to follow all of our socials to stay up to date with the best pucking podcast. Thanks, and bye.